The Baptist and the Buddhist, identical twin brothers with two vastly different faiths. Join them as they explore their respective religions and how they differ and how they relate. Same DNA, different religions. Surprise, hey everybody. This is the Baptist and the Buddhist with Mark and Brian. And it's not our regularly scheduled episode schedule that we greatly expounded on last episode for some reason. It's like, it's every other Thursday starting this Thursday that you're watching this, but it's not Thursday. It's Saturday today. Um, and it's actually kind of a last minute thing, really. Um, well, I was sitting just, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was sitting on the couch watching the, the old 1956 10 commandments movie. Um, and I'm like, you know what? And then for some reason, it's an Easter movie. And it's like, why is this an Easter movie? Because like Passover and everything. And it's, I, then I am remembering back to our Christ, our holiday special episode. And we mentioned Easter. And even I had some misconceptions about Easter. Uh, I didn't take huge consideration into it until Brian said something. I'm like, you know what? I need to make a public statement and kind of delve into this a little bit more and i have some really interesting other stuff that i kind of wanted to mention just real quick but um yeah happy this is our easter special yeah this is our easter special happy easter tomorrow or resurrection sunday or whatever you want to call it guys um it's up to you but i have a good reason why you shouldn't be so scared of that term um (laughs) Also, happy Passover. Yeah, Passover, um, yep. Ramadan Mubarak to everyone who is observing Ramadan. And also, a little known fact, happy Theravadan New Year, Whoa. which is today. What? No way. Yeah, it is. I did not even think about that. I didn't even know about it. How honestly, could I think about it? Honestly, I didn't even know either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, we can't know everything. And that's the kind of the point of this episode. <laughs> um, it's the point of this podcast, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I, uh, yeah, and for, to those celebrating Passover, it's also uh, Pesach, Pesach. Um, but yeah, and that that kind of goes into my uh, the whole reason for this too. So um, it's a it's a secondary, sometimes primary holiday season for many out there and um you know growing up i never really had a huge mental emphasis on easter sometimes it just didn't really feel like it you know you get candy and whoa and then you feel fat and sick after eating so much chocolate bunnies and stuff and um it it didn't really have a huge meaning on me as a as a kid and you know as the years go on it does have a bigger meaning for me as a christian at least um, and you know, spring in the air and everything. It's always just a great time. Um, but, and I think I talked about Easter in length last, not in length, but I hit on it pretty, pretty hard last time. And it's Easter is a Christian celebration, usually, uh, um, celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, some forms of Christianity will, 
start celebrating it back, you know, when Lent starts, they'll, they'll fast and, and, you know, go through that Lent, the Lent stuff. I'm not extremely familiar with Lent because it's not something we do. Um, but we'll, people will celebrate his, not celebrate, but remember his crucifixion. Um, Good Friday is traditionally the, um, day people will say he died and then um, Sunday morning he rose from the dead I'm going to touch on that um, in a little bit Uh, some hold remembrances of his death but not celebrate Easter Um, I know some denominations or sects out there um, differ from general Christian beliefs and you know and he wasn't crucified he was he was uh put to death on a stake and they just memorialize his death um different different things all over the place so um and then they even continue the celebration memorializing his ascension into heaven in the clouds so uh, different different beliefs different celebrations and memorializations everywhere but i i i generally celebrate easter um to celebrate his resurrection it's usually a great busy day at at church there's lots of people visiting um good music and usually a lot of pastel colors people are wearing <laughs> uh, but the in the last episode we were talking about Easter and I mentioned that a lot of people don't say Easter because oh it it has to do with the pagan Ishtar stuff and Brian said yeah which Brian he quote unquote he said patently false I'm like oh yeah you know I ne- that never even crossed my mind and when you look at Easter, like what the word is in the King James Bible, they say Easter, um, which coming from my, from my belief system and my belief circle, every word in the King James Bible, the 1611 King James Bible revised Cambridge in Cambridge with, uh, modernizing the English. So it's not F's for S's and extra E's everywhere. They revised the word spellings differently. Um, but that still the 1611 King James Bible, every word is inspired and preserved word of God. So why would we have Easter in there? Like, why is Easter a thing? And some people will say, well, um, King Herod was a pagan and he celebrated Ishtar. So that's why Easter's in there, (laughs) which never really made sense to me. Um, but when you look at Easter, the word it actually comes from the same word that passover comes from which is uh which is the uh pesach the the word i that's the hebrew i forgot what it was in greek in the greek translation um but um, it really all comes from the same word um for that time and you know passover was never a word until it was coined in like the 1500s when I think it was Tyndale or Wycliffe or someone that translated the Bible into like German or or English or something. I'm not too clear on my history off the top of my head, but they, they coined the term Passover, like English, the English 
phraseology of Passover because it's always Pesach. Um, so Easter, um, there's a lot of kind of debate here and there how it came about the word Easter, how it was like, why do we say Easter? But it really, I think they say it comes from uh, like a German translation of the Greek Pesach. I don't remember. I, I don't remember what it was in Greek. It's like very similar, like Pesach or something like that. Um, <clears throat> it comes from the very, uh, from, it's like, a German word that's like Ostra or Oster or something like that. Um, meaning, uh, well, I don't remember what it means exactly. Uh, but it, it, there's the whole, it's a whole uh, misconception with the word Easter. And it's like, oh, it's Ishtar um, or however the transliterations will pronounce it and everything but um you know the the oster of the saxons or whatever whatever it was uh whatever the goddess was called um but the the word easter is not like a pagan thing uh and i think the greek for passover is pascha or something like that um and there's the whole history of like using the Oster or East or Esther translation of the word, um, of the word Pashka or uh, Paksha or whatever it was, um, and how it could, how it was a translation of just Passover. And I think historically they think, you know, they used the word. Uh, for Passover through like a, the the Hebrew meaning of Passover, you know, celebrating the Passover that, you know, the angel of death passed over those with the blood of the lamb on the doorposts and lentils. But uh, they think that maybe after the resurrection of Christ, they kind of just adopted that same word for the same time because Jesus was celebrating Passover just a few days before that, it was the high Sabbath they were celebrating. And it's mentioned in the King James, the high Sabbath, um, that they were celebrating. Uh, and there's, uh, there's the different feasts in between. And I actually have a chart that I'll bring out later. Um, but Easter, it's not a bad word. And I think a lot of, here's the thing in Christianity, especially, that so many people get hung up on tradition and, you know, tradition's not necessarily bad, but the Bible does warn against tradition of man. And sometimes we just get stuck on things for the sake of, we've always done it. And sometimes it's, sometimes it's a misinf a misinformed stuck on things because we've always done it, or we've always believed it, or Father something, so-and-so said it, or um, this is the way we've just been taught throughout the years. And it, it's, sometimes it's important to look at what you're doing and why you're doing it as well. Um, and I have kind of that misconception of the Easter word. If Do you have anything else uh, 
like anything to throw in on that Easter meaning or anything? I know you mentioned um, it, so the the weight's on you, man. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, just a quick Google of the the Germanic Easter, or however you would say it. Maybe it's pronounced Easter. I don't know. Uh, Could be. The West Germanic goddess of the spring season. Um, I honestly don't know the veracity of that. Uh, if that's a if that really is a real thing or not. Um, everything seems to be pointing to that. That is. You know, a West Germanic goddess of the spring. Um, but also, a lot of people, I think conflate that with like a uh an ancient pagan seasonal celebration uh which kind of came about with the advent of i think modern paganism like wicca where they where gerald gardner who founded wicca created like the wheel of the year the different times of the year and he named the spring equinox ostara which i don't even know if there's been like if there's if there are instances beforehand where Ostara was used as the spring equinox name, I maybe I'm wrong, but I kind of doubt there is. And a lot of people nowadays will look at material that comes out of like modern, like Wicca, which is, you know, that's redundant because Wicca was created in 1954 or thereabouts. Um, but a lot of people see that and think, well, that's, you know, that's an ancient, an ancient tradition that must be the progenitor of, of the modern Easter celebration. You know, you hmm. see bunnies and eggs and all these signs of fertility and this coming of spring and which, you know, a lot of those images probably are culturally influenced by the turning of the season you know hmm. we humans naturally celebrate changes <laughs> of changes of the climate and weather you see um, it with fest like with uh with harvest festivals and stuff too like exactly every season and, has a different cultural yeah. recognition you know, even modern day um you know secular western world at least in america we have you know Maybe not a single like yay summer, but we have oh cookouts, you know, yeah, yeah. like all these celebrations yeah, and bring out pumpkin meats. patches and and uh, you know we tend to celebrate when things change because mm -hmm. it's a good way to come together as a community and celebrate you know things as they are. Yeah, exactly. So I, I did just refresh my memory a little bit on the uh, the use of the word Easter um, because, you know, I, I no review before we go live, but um, <laughs> but even so a lot of people will say, well, you're just reading the wrong sources or whatever. Um, but uh, I've I've seen this quite a bit and I just happen to be on the source. No, I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to, uh, infer that these guys are the greatest or that these guys are, 
like you should trust them or you should go buy their t-shirts or whatever. <laughs> but uh, AnswersInGenesis.org, it's a pretty, I would say, evangelical Christian ministry of providing answers. I mean, uh, giving giving answer to questions and always being ready to give an answer, as I think Peter says. Um, but they they do talk about how the word especially in the German translation that Martin Luther did of the Bible, he used the word Oster to refer to the Passover references before and after the resurrection. And those were all taken from the word uh, uh, Pasha or uh, the the um, Hebrew Pesach um, or Pesach. Uh, so, Martin Luther used it, Oster, and I think Tyndale, he did another, he did a translation in the 1500s as well. He used either, I think it might have been like Esther or something, Oster or Esther. Um, but in every use of these, they used that word, which is where the King James translators used Easter in, um, especially in the the direct places where they say Easter. Like it only happens once or twice in the King James, but they actually say Easter. Um, and uh, even like Tyndale calls Christ in his translation, the Ulster lamb or the Passover lamb. Like that's his translation for Passover lamb. So it's not, it doesn't come from like the word Easter, happy Easter is not happy. Goddess of Saxon or whatever day it isn't. Like really, in a trans translation, word, or I mean, it, you could say it's a transliteration from a translation. We're just saying Passover, basically, or the season of Passover, or a, we're just using a word that we've ascribed to the season or to the celebration that we're using, and that's what the King James translators did. Um, you could maybe argue, well, the King James translators used the word Easter for the pagan celebration of maybe even like the pagan Jews or the, the, the occupation that was in Israel at the time celebrating something else in that season. But, um, and you know, as a King James Bible believer, you know, we believe the King James, um, we don't have to go back to the original language. We don't have to go back to the Greek as we call it, or go back to the original because there is no original autograph in existence these days. It's all in manuscript evidence, basically, um, which is a completely different topic. It's the Easter is the word. Um, and I do have my chart that I made a long time ago, long, long time ago, but it starts with their preparation day. But So that's that misconception with the word. Um, it's not a huge deal. You know, it's, it's not a deal breaker, in my opinion. Um for anything really it's just something that i wanted to bring up for easter um and kind of going back to this idea of tradition like we we do this because we've always done it or like that's just what we believe sometimes tradition turns into like kind of a blind tradition like i don't really know why i'm talking about this or saying this or doing this on this day and it's become such a like tradition has become such almost a stumbling block within Christianity, especially during some topics. And not sometimes it's not even a stumbling block. It's just some 
thing that makes you think like in this in 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 this idea that I have had um like why did I make this huge complicated chart and everything it doesn't really matter in the long run maybe it does but not really but when we're talking about good friday especially I don't believe in good friday good friday is just another day before the resurrection and it wasn't the day Jesus was crucified on um and some some christians you know die hard uh i just remember my daughter called it lucky friday the other day for some reason like it's lucky friday it's like that's not the term people use good friday um (laughs) i'm just curious on what those people would say and i know what they would say because i used to have charts of theirs too um because i found this a long time ago for uh regarding three days in the tomb it's an article on jews for judaism dot um, org and they're refuting the three days and three nights and they're saying jesus was not the messiah because he was not in the tomb for three days and three nights according to traditional christianity because good friday does not allow three days and three day, three nights um and they they go into this huge explanation on how when it specifically says three days and three nights in the Old Testament, they literally mean some part of it, at least like days and nights. And if you do Friday, that does not allow three days and three nights. Um, If they say days, then okay, you can use any part of like, even if it's a minute in one day and then the next day is two days. Um, but they say uh, that m- the book of Matthew and Mark and Luke and probably even John discredits the prophecy that Jesus fulfilled. Um, and I thought, okay, that that's a very interesting uh, way to approach this. Um, because they say like, for example, three days does not necessarily include the period of day or night at either the beginning or the end of the total time to be indicated. Therefore, when the phrase three days is meant to, uh, is meant to specifically include three days and three nights, uh, but this is not evidence from the text. So it, so it must be stated as either like in Esther, they say neither drink nor, nor or eat nor drink three days, night or day. So they kind of specify that, like it says three days, and then it specifies what parts of the three days, day and night. Okay, so like the whole period of day and night. Um, they they just go on. I mean, it's a pretty long article about the gospels talking about Jesus fulfilling the prophecy. And Jesus even says, like, as as uh, as Jonah was in the whale of the belly three days and three nights, so shall the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth, or something like that, referring to himself being in the tomb, being actually in the center of the earth, in 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 hell. And uh, this is one of those things about tradition, like you could get stuck on, like, well, no, it was Friday, and this article even says, like. The Bible says he was crucified on Friday. No, it doesn't. Like, the Bible does not say Friday. 
Um, and I think that's because tradition has like dragged this on so long that everyone thinks it's actually Friday, but it never says that in the, in the, uh, in scripture anywhere that he was crucified on Friday because Friday wasn't a thing in the, in Jewish days. Um, traditionally, I mean, not traditionally, but I mean, I have everything according to the month of Nisan 14, the 14th day of Nisan. Um, that's when Passover starts. It's that night at 6 PM Nisan 14 Passover starts um, they, even, and even the, the night or the day before that is the prep day. And then once 6 PM hits Passover starts. Okay. Um, they, they have the feast or, uh, they, they, uh, they did their, um, the last supper. And then that night, Nisan 14 would have been when he was in the garden, the betrayal of Judas Iscariot. And then the trial, they like, they drag him back and forth and the trial goes on, goes on into the morning. Um, and then they finally crucify him that day. Like when it's, you know, it's, uh, bright out. It's the, the Bible says the third hour he was crucified, the sixth hour darkness covered the earth. And then in the ninth hour he died. So the ninth hour still Nissan 14, but it's on, it's in the day because the Jewish calendar goes from night to day. Like the Nissan 14 starts at 6 PM and ends at the next 6 PM when it becomes Nissan 15. Uh, so he would have been buried like basically after 6 PM on Nissan 15. So right when Nissan 15 starts, um, and that was the preparation of unleavened bread like that that was the preparation of the next uh feast day uh and that's called in John 1931 a high day or high sabbath um, so it wasn't preparation for the regular saturday sabbath it was preparation for the unleavened feast bread or unleavened bread feast because that that was the next holiday i mean their their holidays are their feast days are pretty close like passover unleavened bread pretty close together in in that uh time frame and then so he would have been buried sometime during the evening of nisan 15 and that's when night one starts and then you have day one then night two day two night three day three on the third day so uh sometime after that third day Mary goes to the tomb and Jesus is risen. So it's literally three days and three nights according to that according to that time frame. So like how would you answer the Jews for Judaism claim that it's not Good Friday? Well, say yeah, it's not Good Friday. Like you can change your days if you want, um, according to scripture. So tradition is a good thing. Sometimes, but it's also something you can get stuck on, and it's it's important to see maybe someone else's approach to things. So, yeah, that's that's. I can put this in the show notes or something if you want, but <laughs> it's kind yeah, of scrawled all over. 
You guys take a screenshot. There's Bible reference scripture. I think it's upside down. Oh. (laughs) Take a screenshot and flip it. (laughs) Take a screenshot. Don't mind the handwriting on the back. Those are old notes. For like a Christmas dinner or something. But yeah, um, I'm interested to see if anyone else has thoughts out there. Definitely bring them by. Um, and if you want references, um, search Jews for Judaism, three days in the tomb, question mark. And then the other reference was answers in Genesis.org um, is name Easter of pagan origin, question mark. So that was, that's my Easter rambles. Um, I just wanted to get that out there for a mini episode for you all. Um, yeah. I mean, and then apparently this is also a Theravada New Year's episode too or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's not something I'm very familiar with, but uh, I saw on the social media making rounds is it's Theravada New Year. And after some light research, I discovered that it is Theravada New Year uh, in some countries, in some Buddhist countries like Cambodia and Myanmar and uh, Thailand. And they, you know, they go by a lunar calendar. And so today marks the beginning of a new year, according to that calendar. And um, hmm. yeah. Yeah, that that's kind of a thing to bring up on my side too. Is the lunar calendar the the Jewish calendar used that yesterday was actually Passover, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, which would throw our like if we were going by the lunar calendar, uh, and well, I mean the Jewish calendar has skip months uh, like leap months. Basically, they add an extra month every so often. Um, so I don't even know how accurate we can even get to the day, but um, according to my chart, um, it would not be Easter tomorrow. But it was—I think it was the Council of Nicaea or something—that uh, Constantine said, "Okay, let's just put it at a, let's just celebrate Easter on a Sunday, like the last, the first Sunday after the." a full moon or something like that of the year. So I don't know. I don't exactly remember what it first, was. First, first Sunday after the first full moon after the spring equinox. Yeah. Yep. There you go. I knew there was an extra element in there, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. Happy Passover or Pesach as well. Um, I know some Christians that still celebrate Passover too. Um, it's kind of interesting to look at the feasts in the Bible. Um, there's like the Feast of Passover, Unleavened Breads, First Fruit, and then there's Trumpets. No, there's uh, Pentecost or the Feast of Days or something like that. I don't remember what it was, but Pentecost. Then there's Trumpets atonement and then the feast of tabernacles and you see in the prophetical timeline these uh these celebration days these feasts being fulfilled in prophecy and it actually in uh 
in the Bible when it talks about the millennial reign of Jesus on the earth, they're still celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles because God the Father has not tabernacled with men yet, with men on the earth. And you don't see that until after the thousand-year reign and the Battle of Gog and Magog. Um, and then God the Father comes down to the earth in what's called the dispensation of the fullness of times. And after that, they don't celebrate the, the Feast of Tabernacles. So it like each, each feast has a prophetical meaning that is fulfilled at some point. So it's really uh, kind of interesting to see that they, like, oh, out of all the feasts in the kingdom, they still do the Feast of the Tabernacles. And there's a purpose behind that. Um, kind of extra detail that you didn't really need to know at this point, but, <laughs> but yeah, Passover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I st- but yeah, some Christians still do Passover. Um, maybe they still do other feast days too, Jewish feast days. I'm sure the like Messianic uh, uh, Jews will do feast days as well. Um even though they're like technically Christians, they still do a lot of the Jewish uh, celebrations and stuff too. So, yeah, because like Messianic Jews, and I'm not a spokesperson for them. I've m- met some of them, and I understand some of what they believe. But they're they are Jews that believe Jesus was the Messiah, so they follow Judaism with a with a Christian twist, basically. Um they have interesting practices. I've seen them blowing shofars in middle of like Pernum and Jerusalem, um, because they believe that one day Jesus will answer them back with his trumpet, which is some Christians see that as a rapture or or the second coming, depending on what your point of view on that is. So yeah, different different beliefs there, um that all tie back to scripture. So it's pretty interesting. And they call him Yeshua, not Jesus, um, because of the, the Aramaic Hebrew language, which was really fun because when I was in Israel, we like, I was in a messianic, um, hotel for the lack of a better word. And we would sing hymns that I'm used to, you know, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, but they would say, blessed assurance Yeshua is mine and it was just a really interesting point of view like a kind of an interesting uh twist to that song it's like oh this is kind of cool (laughs) yeah and Jesus is just another word for Joshua that's just a different transliteration from the Greek so we could call him Joshua for all we know but (laughs) King James Bible says Jesus so (laughs) it's cool yeah yeah so there's my ramblings anything else to add to this springtime uh holiday special holiday short short uh special um if it's short i mean it's around 40 minutes so hey that's pretty short for us (laughs) yeah (laughs) um maybe we can do another short uh special in about three weeks when basic occurs which is oh, yeah. the biggest buddhist holiday yeah there you um, go 
Yeah, that's which a good I believe idea. is May sixth this year, which is a Friday. So, hey, that might line up with the Ascension. No, <laughs> maybe no, our Thursday episode will be a, which also just coincide with Cinco de Mayo, which has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But but we can still celebrate it. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to to that. Yeah, okay, definitely. Um, if there's anyone out there, I didn't. I don't know if we've been monitoring our live stream or whatnot, but I know usually we don't have to. <laughs> yeah, um, lucky us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I know we didn't do a whole lot of like formalities and stuff. Brian and I were having an awesome conversation before, and we should have recorded oh gosh, it yeah. for an extra bonus episode because it was pretty crazy and intense. Maybe we'll come back to that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Like right now. No. <laughs> yeah. So um, another celebra- celebration that we recently had was our birthday. Um, we're twins, oh, yeah. so we celebrate it as a holiday. It's nationally recognized between the both of us <laughs> um and i got our i got my co-host an awesome baptist and buddhist mug and if you want one of these bad boys i'm sorry not yet but just you wait i know people are chomping at the bit like i need your podcast swag are they no <laughs> <laughs> but they will be once they see now that. they will it's like it's like podcast manifest in your hand you can touch physically i can something. physically touch the podcast yeah, and it might be careful it might burn you <laughs> but um if you want one of those let me know and i'll take it into consideration to open our own shop um the baptist and the buddhist mug or maybe even a t-shirt or a hat or a bumper sticker or a- Bumper sticker, laptop sticker, some kind of decal, or as the Canadians say, decal. Or uh, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> or a, a shower curtain, or a bedspread, or a mouse a pad. Bag. If you still use mouse pads, mouse pad. If you're still back in 2007, uh, <laughs> maybe a cowbell. It's, okay, that would be kind of cool, though. Maybe. Just, but if you really- want. Email us, baptistandbuddhist at gmail.com. We will not send you one for free or paid yet, but maybe in the future. But if we know the demand is high, we will get it out there for you. Maybe um, we can even do a future giveaway. I like that idea. Um, yes. Stop. You're going to make them just hate us for not releasing this stuff out to them. Just... Calm down, Brian. <laughs> no. Let us know. Yeah, drop us some DMs or uh, email or even a comment or review. Even on this episode right now, we will see it. We're not yep. buried in producers and media specialists that handle you guys for us. We directly deal with you guys, and yeah, we appreciate you're watching it. this right now. Yeah, exactly. Question away. We will wait until someone says something. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I know we have a great episode for next week lined up, so I don't want to 
get you guys tired of our faces too much. <laughs> Gotta leave leave you with with a little bit more room for for seconds, you know. Yeah, room for seconds because Gotta, we next don't week spoil your appetite because this week we are going to be talking about food and diets and dietary practices. So grab your napkin and <laughs> sharpen your knives. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Straighten the tines of your fork. Yes. Because that's Tune something everyone right. does, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I think that yeah. probably wraps it up for this episode. <laughs> um, yep. Definitely. I don't know about you, but I'm hungry. No. <laughs> Well, you're just going to have to wait for Thursday. Sorry. I don't know if I can wait that long without eating. (laughs) That would be a very long fast. Yeah. Which is another topic we can discuss on that. (laughs) that Yeah, I didn't even think. I didn't even think. Exactly, exactly. You're giving me good ideas. Yeah, write them down so we don't forget. But yeah, anyways, this has been a Baptist and a Buddhist short special (laughs) with Mark and Brian special. (laughs) (laughs) And we will see you guys later.